for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Prepare for the attack of the android. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Tuesday, September 2nd, 2014. This is episode 134 of AOTA, Attack of the Androids, right here Tuesday nights. Join us. I'm Matt Lee. That's Eric Finkenbeiner. What's up, Eric? Not much, Matt. Nice work on the intro, by the way. Thank you. Ooh, ooh, I like that. Yeah, little NPR tea sipping. Love that sound. Wait. <laughs> Don't do he that with a that. with a carbonated beverage. <laughs> Nick Carroll also joining us. What's up, Nick? Hey, glad to be back. Hope you make it through. <laughs> uh, I kind of love this right now. That's right. His offense has come. <laughs> well, Nick, well, while Matt recovers, what what do you want to talk about? I think I just threw up a little. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate that. <laughs> so, let's start things off. Do you guys want a, a, a little... We've kind of... We talk about Koosh, because he's a, a great Android developer. Almost uh, on so, the daily. <laughs> right? On the weekly, we talk about yeah. Koosh. We're going to talk about him until he comes on the show. But, in keeping with our... Uh, our theme of, of following great developers. When Koosh speaks, we, we like to listen because he's a smart guy, right? You know, I tagged the... him on our last show, hoping that he would see that, that little graphic of his face. I have not heard back. <laughs> I really, I got to say, if you, guys, if, if you guys have a minute, go to attacktheandres.com and just click on one of the last, like, four or five episodes. Eric has been completely killing it. With, I uh, love with I love photoshopping art. pictures for the show. <laughs> it's so good. So, uh, Kush, I just saw this randomly in the stream. He says, reading through my stream, Android zealots are calling terrible password and security question practices or specific uh, on specifically targeted accounts a-, a iCloud hack. Yeah. Okay. And that's I mean we've we kind of say that every now and then when something's like oh. This got, like, oh, my Facebook got hacked. This is, like, the prime example, right? Oh, my Facebook got hacked. Did your Facebook get hacked, or did you click on something somebody sent you? Because it's kind of two different things, you know? And so this is kind of obviously talking about, if you were uh, reading the news at all last week, iCloud, I guess, got hacked, but more importantly, a bunch of naked celeb pictures were published on, on the internet. Which, okay... Best practices, if you're not going to care about your passwords, you should probably not keep nudies in the cloud. You should probably not, if you're famous, <laughs> you should probably not have nudes in the cloud anyway. But well, here, if you're going to keep stuff like that in the cloud, you should have a good password. Well, let, let's, be, let's be a little bit fair about this. I mean, I think you're being fair, but more fair. Oh, please. Extra fair. Please. So... I was talking to my wife about this, and who posts nudes online all the time, sure. Mi esposa. And her <laughs> response to this was, um, because I, I, had, I had mentioned that in one of the stories, uh, somebody had said, one of the celebrities had said, you know, 
these are pictures that I took with my husband years ago, and I deleted them off my phone. Um, but she didn't realize that it was like automatically backed up to iCloud. And Melissa says, yeah, it's just like what Google does. Is there a way to shut that off? Because I kind of – I hate that it backs up every picture, even the stupid ones. And when I delete them off my phone, they're still, they're still up in the cloud. So, I mean, the average user – I thought that may was not realize they're being backed up or may not know how to go in and delete them. I thought that was off by default, and it asks you when you first install Google Plus or put your new phone. If you get a new phone, you put your account in. When you open Google Plus for the first time, it asks you, do you want auto backup on? Maybe it's Number checked one. by default. It might be checked by default. It's been a while since I reinstalled. I mean, on this, I don't even remember what it said because I use it because it's awesome. I probably imaged her phone for her and just selected yes. Um, oh, so, so that. that's your fault. <laughs> and the other the other part of it is I people don't necessarily read all this sure, stuff. I think sure. it's fairly obvious when you know when you're going through it and I think you do have to I think it's checked. I think it is checked by default, but and it see, stops that was, we and talked you can to, choose to uncheck it. We talked about that when it first came out, right? And people were like, Oh, that's why would I ever want that? And it's like, Well, they're there but they're not shared. They're private, yeah. and everyone exactly. that was like, okay, that was cool, but we didn't think, well, what if someone gets into your Google account? They're there for them. Granted, that's a a big step to take, especially if you're using two factor auth and everything, right? It's it's no easy task. Probably, I don't know if it's any easier on iCloud. Probably was, but after this, will not be. Just like we saw with the Honin, with the Matt Honin, uh, when his. Twitter got taken over. They went through, what, Apple, Amazon. They hit Amazon first, then Apple, got the info, then changed his Twitter thing. And there you go. And well, after There's a really good Mindhacker article about turning on two-factor authentication for a bunch of sites. Like it lists all the sites, and it says these are the sites that you should turn it on for, and it gives you a link to each one. And I'll so, tell you, I use that a lot. The only one that won't let you use Authenticator is Twitter. Mm-hmm. Facebook will oh, now let you bastards. use Google Authenticator, which is I like it. I like having them all in one app because then they're all right there. I don't have to like check a text message or open the Facebook code generator. Or I think Twitter will send you a text through SMS. So no, that's you, not too bad. And WordPress has a plugin for the Authenticator thing. I use mm-hmm. them on all of our sites for my user account. So do I, because I don't want, I don't want Attack of the Androids hacked through my account. Because you're the only other ad. Most of PP pictures on there. <laughs> I like it. Because I don't want Matt yelling at me because I'm the only other admin account on the server. <laughs> <laughs> Got that right. That, I, I'm glad. See, I like that you took the initiative to enable that. It's not enabled by default. I am not the tyrannical dictator of the default that some might be. I am not. Mama didn't raise no fool. That's right. You went in there and you checked that box. I like it. Do it. I like it. So, Nick, did you download the pictures? We know you did. You've been looking guilty this entire time. No, actually, I I was only made aware of it a couple days ago, and I didn't know you could just download it from wherever, but I haven't haven't looked, to be honest. There's porn all over the internet. These, These new stars don't really interest me any more than some other set of stars a few years ago, so I don't know. That's a good (laughs) point. If they're not new porn stars, I'm really not interested in their pictures. (laughs) I like it. I like Nick's Nick's excuses. Eh, Eh. Porn is prevalent. (laughs) It's everywhere. 
Oh, perfect. So is yeah, is Kush right? Or yeah, go ahead, Nick. Let let's. Yeah, yeah, I was a little interested in it. Yeah, I mean, it's sounding less like an actual iCloud hack, like you know, there's some great vulnerability, and you know, more like weak password uh, practices. But I'm not, I'm not sure. I haven't really looked into it that deeply. But uh, <laughs> it is kind of weird how it's just being considered a iCloud hack when it may not actually be an issue with iCloud. I, I don't really know. I I think it is kind of BS. I mean, the uh, Kush is right um, in this instance. I think in that. You know, you have people that are—they truly are fanboys. They're, you know, they're going to jump on the anti-Apple bandwagon whenever they can, and it's—it's really, it's just not warranted right now. Um, it, from from what we know, because I don't think we—I don't think everything's come out yet. Um, but from what we know, it was a matter of a weak password. Um, you well, know, and here, it, so I, it, it has nothing. That, this could have happened on Google. It could have happened on Instagram. It could have happened a lot of places. But it also, just so happened to happen I, on I'm, iCloud. Okay, I'm reading through the comments just to get a little a little context here. And I don't know how true this is. Grant, they're just Google Plus comments. But uh, Roberto Fabrizi says Apple can deny that their bug helped the hacker all they want. It's clear why they would want to do so, but we can't know for sure. And yes, there was an Apple bug that would let you attempt brute forcing without blocking the account or notifying the owner. And then he gives a link to an article on the next web uh, about it. And then, uh, let's see, uh, there was one more I was going to read. Yeah. No, it, I, that it, is it true. Take... I did hear the same thing, that, the, okay. that there was this bug that... And that's why you know, another comment, Shane Menshig, he says, it did take advantage of a security flaw weakness in the Apple system, which was then patched. Hack, crack, does it really matter? It was still a security flaw to enable an undetected brute force attack like this on multiple accounts, especially in the time that we live in. Uh, he says, I mean, come on, uh, systems I built 10 years ago emailed users when their passwords had been failed on several attempts or locked the account for a specific amount of time before they could try again. So, <laughs> and that's what we said, right? Hacking, I mean, it. What matters is that it happened, I guess, and that it will put it out into the public consciousness, just like it did with the other one, and maybe things will happen. Well, not, this is a little bit more general and high-profile than Matt Honan, too. Um, I don't think most people heard about it. Well, really in the mainstream, right? Wired... In the mainstream, in the tech sphere, I yes, say mainstream. I would say the Matt Honan one would be just because he's a tech writer and everybody that does that knows everybody. But in to get it out into the mainstream, definitely this is way bigger. With Matt Honan, like all of us, all the tech people or people that follow the tech press, like everybody clenched when that happened, and you know people that care <laughs> check their accounts, dual factor authentication. <laughs> um, but yeah, mainstream, like I think this is this is going to get people asking questions, and I, for better or worse, I don't think that it's going to end with people. At, adding two-factor authentication. I think it's just going to be a lot of finger-pointing and people, you know, bitching and moaning, and then it'll go away. Because two-factor is still too clunky in its current implementation for most people. It's clunky not easy. Clunky to set up. Once it's set up, it works great, and it's easy. But I agree with it's, you. It's, it's okay, kind of but it's not, it's not great. I mean, we only put up with it with our banks because we need access to our money. My bank doesn't do two-factor. <laughs> Wait a What's second. That? I said my bank doesn't offer that. Wait a second. Really? But I, I also most, see... Most people, it's like the picture, like, you know, something you know because you know that, you know, this is my picture and it's a picture of, you know, a, a tree. That's my tree. Right. So right. I can log in. Makes sense. Maybe Montana banks don't do it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Weird. Uh, okay. 
Uh, let's see. While we're talking about security, was there anything else about that you guys wanted to? Are we good? Moving on? Okay. Moving on. Uh, did you see this article on Fandroid uh, about the CryptoPhone 500? It's ESD America's GSMK CryptoPhone 500. It's basically Samsung uh, Galaxy S3 with custom software and security. Mm-hmm. So, not the black phone per se, but a phone security focused uh like the black phone was. Uh, the interesting thing I wanted to mention about this I thought was kind of cool is that this phone will discover it or it will know whether or not a cell phone tower is fake. If it connects to a fake cell phone tower, it's like, hey, this is not down. And that's something I had mentioned about the black phone is like, it's so secure, but what happens if it attaches to a tower that's not? Like, is it going to help that? That was in Hackers too, right? Isn't that that's what how they got him. They're like, Here's our little tower we got in our little minivan as we cruise around. So I, I thought that was well. Is this cool. is this specifically talking about like the what is it Stingray like the stuff that's been in the news recently with um you know where cops are using these like mobile cell phone towers to capture uh, cell phones? Is that what this is talking about, or is it something different? Ooh, I'm not sure. I didn't hear about that. That's interesting. So that's not the cops actually plugging it into that one device that we talked about a long time ago and just sucking all the info out. This is an actual tower that they're they have control over? No, no, this is it. It's it's a box that fakes being a tower, and then it sucks all the info out. Right, but the one I was thinking of, they actually took your phone at a traffic stop and plugged it in, USB style. Oh, and did no, that. this I is I forget late. what that was called, but that, I feel like we talked about that a long time ago. But yeah, yeah. that could um, be, because that's... But if it's a cop doing it, is the tower going to be fake? Like how it, if you're the police, you think you have the blessing of whoever's tower, unless you're just not telling them and you're doing it like they did in Hackers 2. <laughs> uh, uh, they say a truly secure communication device must not only protect its communication links, it must also be able to withstand attacks against the device itself. To achieve this, all GSMK crypto phone secure mobile phones are based on a hardened operating system with granular security management and streamlined... How many buzzwords? Are you guys counting them? Uh, and streamlined security-optimized components and communication stacks. The hardened operating system reliably protects the device against outside attacks, thus offering true 360-degree protection when it counts most. I like it. Wow. You two have blown my mind this evening. <laughs> I, I wasn't aware of these kinds of uh, exploits that were out there. Nick, uh, shit is getting so <laughs> real. I don't even yeah. think you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I just I threw a I threw a link into the uh, into the chat about stingrays. So they are cell site simulators that basically um, they 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 throw out a um, well I mean the article the ACLU article calls it a Marco. And waits for the phone to reply. Uh, polo, polo. Um, polo, and in that polo, um, it has the ESNs, the electronic serial numbers for the phones, um, which direction, the signal strength, um, so that way they can they can track the location, um, track the location of of the phones. If the person stays connected, they can they can track to see who they're calling, probably who they're texting, unless they're using some secure text uh, wow. protocol. So. Um, that black so, phone yeah, and I, these other security-centric phones are becoming more appealing now that <laughs> we're having It's kind of, right? 
And I like yeah. the point they make in this article is that because we know the NSA and everything is doing this kind of stuff, what happens if you as just a normal user, your phone, you're walking down the street and your phone attaches to one of these towers that are sucking this, you know, mining for terrorism or whatever it is they're doing. It would be nice if your device was like, ooh, I'm going to not use that tower, actually. I'll, I'll just I'll catch the next one. Thanks. Well, how, do, how does it know? How does it know that it's uh, a fake tower? That's what I'm wondering. They said uh, they, were, they were able to use a built-in function that allows them to monitor and identify cell towers that it connects to. They found that they'd encountered eight of them in the drive that they took, many of which sat upon government buildings. They weren't able to pinpoint the origin of the interceptors, though, considering those things are expensive to acquire and assemble. We're sure they had to come from some pretty authoritative entities. Uh, they say that a phone connected to one of these non-carrier towers could be subject to eavesdropping as well as vulnerable to malware and or spyware that can be loaded up remotely. Uh, we all know the NSA and Department of Homeland Security have the capability and permission to intercept calls to protect the country from potential terrorist threats, so it's not at all surprising to learn that they are in use, these devices. The scary part is that you can randomly hop onto one for uh, no reason at all. And they say it's important to note that any phone is susceptible to hopping onto these networks and not just Android phones. Android isn't some security nightmare. It actually seems to be a hero here as we're sure no iPhone or Windows phone has the capability to detect fake towers like the crypto phone did. So. Mm, take that. Doesn't say how, but it knows. Which it's got to yeah. be something in the tower itself, which again goes back to my point of, well, if you're NSA, you're just going to go to AT&T and get a legit one. You're not buying black market towers, right? Or the parts to build your own. Or maybe you are. I don't know. I don't work for the government. Well, they're probably trying as many different ways as possible to get your metadata and other data. So They have all your data at this point. Right. I don't think it even matters anymore. But I just thought that was interesting. I wanted to, to bring that up. Mm. So, uh, What did you find interesting in the Android news of the week, Eric? Nothing. Good. Um, Nick, what did oh. you find? Uh, <laughs> it, it's um, been a little bit of a slow week. Yeah, We have IFA coming up this weekend, so that's what everyone's waiting for. So actually a lot of the... Tech journalists are actually heading there if they're not there already. So, a little bit of a lull in uh, Android news. <laughs> we did we did have a really good announcement. If you're if you're a big giant game nerd like I am, Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition is coming to Android. Remember that? Huh? Yeah. What is it? That, that came out like 13 years ago. <laughs> what are you talking about? Icewind Dale. So we talked about the predecessor to this. Uh, in, in shows of yore, which is the Baldur's Gate, um, Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition, which is a it's a top down like Diablo game, um, but it's um, it's like what am I trying to say? Um, it's it's sort of based in the in the Dungeons and Dragons universe. Um, they're kind of they're kind of difficult games, but they're they're really fun. Um, so Icewind Dale is just like the next one after Baldur's Gate, um, and the company that is that did that before, which was Beamdog, uh, announced that they are that it is coming to Android, which is um, which is good because when they did Baldur's Gate, there was a lot of questions uh, if that would ever come out for Android because they had so many problems. They said, "I got 99 problems, but an Android port ain't one." Mm 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 mm. And then Ouya, it's not coming to Ouya, but 
Yeah, oh, go ahead, Nick. Sorry. Yeah, no, uh, no, that that's cool. I, I was actually uh, not really a, a big D and D'er myself, but I have heard of Icewind Dale, so that's kind of a shut up. Really? Game. <laughs> yeah. What's I'll that behind you? Is that a twenty-sided die? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a cloak of apart. disbursement hanging on your? <laughs> that's right. That's uh, so good. It's a bit of a big game. I don't know how much it's going to cost. It looks like the article doesn't doesn't say either. But but if it's on the way, that's kind of cool. I guess we're going to see more of these sort of somewhat high end ports, you know, from back in the day, you know, to Android. So that's cool. Baldur's Gate was only ten dollars when they released it on Android, and I think it's I think it's well worth it. Um, yeah, I I never played D and D before either. Yeah, um, me neither. But these games are. These games are really fun if you have the time to sink into them. And I know the PC version. I'm not sure about the the I'm not sure about the iOS and Android version, but you can do sort of like a local multiplayer type thing, um, which can be fun for the whole family. Nick, you can get all the kids together on their tablets and <laughs> play Dungeons and Dragons. I like playing Uno on the tablet. I've done that a few times. Oh, you. Can... Normal people make me sick. Not the same thing, but okay. <laughs> I play solitaire. It's fun. I still play Minesweeper. I'll find them when all it, one when day. When I win, all the cards go like this. I have a Windows 95 machine that still has my perfect game on it. Because, you know, it won't take screenshots. <laughs> Leisure suit, Larry. <laughs> that was a good game. Man. Um, did you guys hear that Ouya is supposedly in talks um, to be acquired by one of various countries in the United States and China? By a country? One of the businesses in those countries. Oh, Ooh. I thought like I may have the misspoken. country was going to buy it. Like Turkey was like, "Hey, we should we should buy this. This yeah, this could be good." Not? What are we be... doing, really? Let's, let's make, buy this. Let's game make company. games, not bombs. Okay, this will be fun. That's actually that's great. Make games, not bombs. What if sign. what if ISIS bought Ouya, started making ninety nine cent games, and then funded their business or whatever you want to call that of cutting people's heads off and making shitty videos about it? Uh, they could they could do that by selling <laughs> apps and then in app purchases. Make Twitch videos, not hate. Make... <laughs> we can do that. Right? You can make a game where the point of the game is to kidnap a journalist and cut his head off and make a video and get Stop. points. And then you wouldn't Too have to soon. do it in real life. No, this is good. It's like the game Plague with the Ebola thing. It's the same. Yeah, that and that stopped. I mean, that stopped chemical warfare and biological warfare. So well, we have no, a really good template to follow. You're missing the point. Yeah, it's well. Yeah, it looks like Ouya's uh, been in discussions with Xiaomi, Tencent, and others in China, according to this article. Even with Google and Amazon, that's interesting. They've tried with those uh, companies. Could you see Google Can or I throw Amazon? Can I out Merca and just say that I really hope that this stays in America? Like I don't want it to be sold to a Chinese company. Why don't have Google buy it? Like yeah, have at least somebody. Yeah, I think it would pretty much die a pretty uh, untimely death if it went to one of the Chinese companies. Not because they're Chinese, but just because 
I think they uh, would blow it up and put malware in it so that all of our stuff got infected. But I'm just not sure how much they would continue to support, you know, the Ouya as a brand here, you know, anywhere really. I think they would just repurpose it as, you know, whatever their specific, you know, media boxes or game boxes over there. But if Google bought it, like, what are they buying? Android? Thanks, guys. Uh, crappy <laughs> manufactured thing. Oh, we have like a hundred thousand cues back here. Uh, we don't. I, I just don't see what they. I I could see Amazon doing it more than Google, which is weird, because I don't see well, Amazon doing it either. Well, Amazon has their own Firebox, and it's actually better than the Ouya. The only reason I would think of the of uh, Google getting Ouya would be as sort of a hardware partner. They would focus on hardware. They would just be a division for for games and hardware. And you know, with Android providing the operating system, so yeah, I, I don't disagree. Um, it, I I don't I don't know why I don't know why they would buy it. You know, I, I'm sort of in agreement with Matt, but I just don't. I, I agree with you on the point, Nick, that it would just it would die. It would it would go to China. It would die. It would be it would be one among many of these crappy like cheap gaming machines, and we would never hear from Ouya again. Yeah, dead. You know who we I thought think we'd never... I think for a year, and I think they'd then stop. Anyways, go on, Matt. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, Seth's joining us. You guys remember Seth? What's up, Seth? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Hey, good to Woo! have you back. We're uh, we're just talking about Ouya possibly getting acquired by Xiaomi or Google, Amazon. You got any, you got any thoughts on that? Are you still playing your Ouya? No, yeah, I think, uh, I, I think Ouya is past its peak. I think it's going to die. I think it'd be great if someone else bought it out. Do you think it'll die? Do you think it'll die by itself or do you think it will get bought out? I actually don't think it's going to get bought out. I don't see any reason, particularly someone, I mean, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that there was a name that I didn't, an Asian name I didn't recognize, but there was, but Google and Amazon has no reason to buy them out. I don't Xiaomi? think um, they can already do all the stuff in house. I mean, that controller's not amazing. It's okay. Google can make that, you know, easily. Amazon could easily make that. So I don't see any reason for those guys to buy them out. Another company, I'm not sure. Uh, I think Google will, um, I think we've seen moves towards this. They're going to create some sort of desktop controller experience that you can play your play games on, which is exactly what I've been wanting. I think the thing that killed Ouya was you couldn't play, you had to buy Ouya games. As I right. said, I was told, I, mean, I told you guys this all the time. You probably talk about, but that's the thing that killed it, and that was a horrible decision, whoever, on their part. Yeah. Make yeah, money. Most of those games were the same you can get on the Google Play experience, but more expensive. And that was and a big would, killer. Yeah, why would you buy them twice? I've got yeah, that you was know, probably a hundred dollars or more in you know body bought games on Google Play. It's like there's no way I'm going to buy a system that can't tie into that. So. And I think also that that's like the huge part of it. If you have to buy it twice, the first time that happens, you just get a bad taste about that whole mm-hmm. thing. And then you're done with it. I think. And that spreads mm-hmm. that word spreads. Uh, they say here that the sources were saying that the acquisition would be more for staff talent than the actual console product. So yeah, that could, that I'm could buying be, a bunch of talent that made a crappy console. Like, I don't understand that. I, I don't know. Maybe they're better than what they yeah. made. I'm sure you, know, you guys have probably talked about this already, but um, the shield really interests me. I think that's yeah. a fascinating. The shield uh, two. Yeah, right. I think that sounds good, but I, I even actually kind of like the shield one with the handheld. I think that's cool, but the shield two probably is cool too. But um, I uh, the problem is I don't have a um, and 
I don't have a what is it? Not the AMD, but the other one, Enforce. Nvidia. 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 There we go. Yeah, right. The GeForce Nvidia. I don't have that graphics card. Otherwise, I would buy one so I could play my Steam games like on my handheld. I would totally yes. buy that. But they need to make it work with AMD cards if they want to sell more. But then that kind of right. guess that kind of kills the whole reason for doing it. But so but you here's th a thought. Oh, yeah. AMD has not been nearly as as um, competitive or successful in the mobile market, at least in Mindshare. Um, I don't hear a lot about, you know, this thing has AMD, you know, an AMD chip inside of it. Um, what do you think about AMD buying Ouya and making their Shield competitor? That would make sense. That, that would, would be really interesting. More sense than Facebook, or not Facebook, than Google, Amazon, <laughs> Facebook, maybe Xiaomi. I was gonna say maybe Facebook, what if Facebook buy it bought it and with put all their games on it, and then you could play. <laughs> but yeah, I think that would make way more sense than than anybody else getting it. That's that's a good thing. You should get a hold of AMD and be like, "Yo, I'm gonna broker this deal." They're, I'm gonna be. Hey, so are you? You know, I'm gonna email their press people and say, "Are you guys planning on doing this?" And they're gonna they're gonna say we can't talk about it. And then in the background they're gonna be, hey guys, hey. did you hear? This is a really great idea. This this guy sent us. Some kid emailed us. We're, we're yeah. trying, yes. <laughs> oh, he's from some from shitty podcast. And he had a really good idea though. It's like well, podcast still, right? Here's a really good point. Does Air, does AMD make any chips other than video cards and then the sort of sort of lower end CPUs? I can't think of anything else. Whoa! They do. Watch your mouth, buddy. That well, lower end CPU is running this whole damn thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, what they what they also do is like they build console parts. Like both the Xbox One and the PS4 have right. our total AMD. In, uh, right. And uh, Nintendo's Wii consoles, the last several one several of them have all had ATI or AMD graphics and IBM uh, CPU. I forgot so, ATI is a AMD also, huh? I yeah, totally they got bought in like yeah, 2007 yeah, yeah. or something. Do they do well, anything mobile, though? No, it looks like they uh, do Windows tablets. Yeah, they do like, Windows you know, tablets, but they haven't dive, dove into Android, and I haven't seen any ARM stuff from them. One interesting thing to think about is, Ouya inside of that is an NVIDIA chip, so I would more likely believe that NVIDIA would would buy Ouya than AMD. But I do think AMD could actually get into this market with at least some sort of a ARM, you know, design. Well, and actually, we have Android on on some Intel uh, devices, so you know, you could actually have an Intel-powered device. Because would AMD have to do a whole new licensing agreement with ARM then, or I don't even know how that works. Well, you're, you're assuming that they would need to. They, like they, they could just make their chip the graphics chip, and then yeah. just have a Snapdragon or something in there. Yeah. Maybe not a Snapdragon, like something that's not already bundled yeah, in, they, or where they're version. supplementing. Well, they would have their version of a Snapdragon. They would just have their ARM design, and they would have to have, do some sort of licensing with ARM to come up with their own ARM chips. Mm -hmm. But I mean, Android does work on on Intel or on x86 architecture, I should say, and so AMD could would just they design need their own. Would they need their own ARM implementation though? Because no. I, mean, I I keep thinking they're like with Snapdragon. Mobile, it's... Well, if they want to go mobile, they would want they would want to go ARM. But uh, yeah. uh, but if they want to do like a console, for example, they could just do their own x86 powered console and throw Android on it. Yeah, because it's going to be plugged into the wall, so there's you really yeah. don't have to worry about the power savings and stuff. Yeah, suck all the juice out of the. <laughs> You know, I mean, this is this is kind of random, but I mean, like, if I were in the market for another video card, I'm not right now, but I would think I might go NVIDIA just because I'd be interested in playing the Shield at some point. Uh, yeah. That's actually, I mean, I'm a very small sliver of that market, but 
there are probably enough people. The people who are buying high-end graphics cards are the same people that are owning Steam games. A lot of them are the same people that want to play it on their. So maybe it's not as sliver as I thought it was. So be, it's but... the same demographic. It's not the console gamer set, right. but it's that other giant demographic of PC well, gamers. Yeah. Well, also there's this, there's a small market for Steam boxes where you essentially stream your Steam games to your PCs. But you can do that here too. You can have your PC, and then you can stream your games to that tablet. And but you can have that tablet as a set-top box. Using using its HDMI port plugged into your TV and then your controller. So I've seen yeah, a few the, people do that. The Nvidia seems a much more elegant solution than the Steam Box does to me. Yeah, because it's tiny and you just plug it up and you're good to go. So right. I purposely, when I bought my desktop earlier this year, um, I wasn't sure if I was going to get a Shield, but seeing the cool stuff Nvidia was doing, I made sure that that my desktop had an Nvidia video card in it. Um, mm-hmm. AMD didn't even didn't even come to the picture just because. Like they, they seem to be honestly, you know, I'm not I'm not a very sophisticated gamer or anything, but they seem very neck and neck. Yeah, so they are. it's these it's these little side things. Mm-hmm. It's these little side innovations that, that are what push you over the edge and you know, the shield clinched it for me. That's why I went with an Nvidia card. Mm-hmm. Eric, have you do you have a shield? I don't, but I've I've been looking at the shield tablet. Um yeah. once yeah. the Bigger storage version comes out. Yeah. Um, I may just sell my Nexus Seven and and buy that because that's what it looks that's awesome. the same thing I was thinking of doing. The exact same thing I was thinking of selling my Nexus. If I had an Nvidia tablet, I'd sell my Nexus and then get a Shield. But... Yeah, I've been considering doing the same thing as well because I've got the original Nexus Seven and I didn't get the you know the updated one. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm in the market for an upgrade, particularly something with front-facing speakers, which this does have because I do go around the house, do chores, do different things. And it's nice having a tablet I can hear very well, you know, while I'm doing stuff. So yeah. 16, I know like the current version, 16 gigabytes is not, I don't, I think that that's like the, that's the base, you know, yeah. I, anything I buy at least has to be 32 gigs. And for some reason it still has that notify me button on the NVIDIA website. You just, you can't buy that version yet. I wonder what it would take for just Google to make, I wonder how proprietary that technology is that NVIDIA has come up with. Like, why couldn't Google and Steam make that exact same thing that works on every tablet with every video card? Do you know what I mean? They they would have to use, well, yeah. That's a good question. Because the hardware, right? They they can't. All those tablets have the worst specs in it, and they would overheat and melt. Yeah, that's one thing that the Shield tablet has. It's got this architecture, this design for the streaming built in, but I don't know mm. how. Have it running on a Chromebook. Yeah. I don't know. I just threw that out there. My Chromebook <laughs> has an i i five in it, so I mean, I guess you could you could do something like that on the, like the you know the mid tier ones. With all of that extra process, you're not using running a web browser. <laughs> I, listen, I think that you underestimate how much processing power oh, no, Chrome I know. can take. It sucks down the power. It loves it more than this poor little Vio can handle with its Centrino. That's for that's for all. All right. Uh, let's see, Seth. Since we haven't had you, is there anything else before we kind of move on with what we uh, had assembled here that you want to bring up? It's been a while. No, I, I haven't. I haven't been keeping that abreast. I mean, I don't know what. Again, I haven't. I haven't been on the show, obviously, but to me, it seems like it's been just sort of in the whole Android atmosphere has been a little bit maybe boring recently. I don't know if you guys say the same. It just hasn't been no, all that I terribly that. much dropped or developed. Or It sounds like we're on the cusp here maybe with some new Nexus developments. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, we're in a little bit of a lull because if like we had Mobile World Congress recently, and then EFA is coming up next, and then uh, well, yeah, and then the Google's right? announcement the last, in like early September. So go on. The last big thing was the wearables. I feel like that anybody yeah, got yeah. really halfway excited about as far as Android yeah, stuff. I'm excited phone... about that too. You know, I my wife had a Pebble and she never uses it, so I just sold it on eBay. But I'm thinking of getting, I mean, that Moto Oral, Moto, and then the, the LG came out, too, with the Circle 1. Those are kind of cool. I, I'm I'm not going to be an early adopter on that, but I might, depending on how the early reviews go and people use it and they've got some decent apps, I may be like a two- or three-month-in adopter and see see if I like it or not. We'll see. Yeah. It also looks big. The Moto, G, the Moto Watch looks big. All of them look big, go- and my whole thing was like you – you feel how warm your phone gets? Like when I feel like if there's too much going on there, it's just yeah. going to be this giant, warm, uncomfortable, sweaty thing on your arm. You know? Yeah, totally. So, we'll have to see. I, yeah. I don't know. I'll have to go. I'll have to go look at Best Buy as my showroom. <laughs> I, I I always say that it's it's like iterative. It seems like because we we went yeah. away from watches and now we're kind of going back because it's like well cool we put your phone stuff on your watch but I feel like that's just a mid step. Getting all of this text small enough to where it can go into your eye or wherever it's going yeah. next. I could see. I mean, I could think I would like having it on my hand, but then the problem is, is trying to figure out there have to be some sort of great grid or you know screen that keeping only notifications I actually want to show up on my on your on body. My... I think you yeah, have to do like right. what they did in Continuum, where the clothing had your computers and stuff in it. Like that seemed like the best way to keep it on you, but not in you. Cause maybe I want to upgrade it. And I kind of like my mm-hmm. arm, you know, mm-hmm. but wait, you just like the idea of like a onesie. I kind of like the onesie Being that honest. makes you invisible or hacks things or whatever. <laughs> like Hold in on the a game, mad turn dog. my onesie on like in that it's game. Booting. Uh, all right. Cyanogen mod. Uh, did you see this post that they were like, hey, give us your infos and we'll tell you this something really cool thing that we're working on? You can, like, submit to be notified or whatever. What is this cool thing? Nextbit Systems and CyanGen Mod? Going to come out with a mystery project. What do you think? What could it possibly be? Are they doing a watch also? A headband maybe? I don't know. I, I kind of think that it might. I, I think it's hardware based on what. Um, they say breakthrough technology that allows for deeper integration between the cloud and mobile devices. How many buzzwords were in there? I counted five. So that. Well, it challenges the conventional wisdom in mobile OS and cloud computing paradigm paradigms. We're going mobile, social, local. We're mo so low. <laughs> So loco. <laughs> We're mo so low. Oh god. So yeah, I um, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was kind of well. They say they say they're gonna have a call for private alpha testers. So, right. like it, the the speculation is that that I've read was that it would be hardware. But the fact that they said alpha testers makes me think that it might be software based. I don't know. Yeah, because they're. I mean, mm. hardware's not really their thing, right? I mean, it's it's not cyanogen mod thing, uh, cyanogen mod thing, but um, it sounded like uh, Nextbit were that they were they were hardware people. And then who else? They have uh, HTC's former design and UI boss. 
coming on also. So they have yeah. someone to do a UI. They have next bit that does what? Hardware? Is that what you're saying? And then it's it seemed like it. I I don't know. Cyanogen, obviously the software side of it. What are they going to put this in? <laughs> you know, here's something that's thing interesting. You know, my initial reaction to this, which is probably shows up, there's something sad about the current state of mobile technology, in my opinion, is my initial reaction to this is like, this is going to be boring. Um, because I'm, I've got expectations that where the only interesting stuff that happens is like comes out of Apple or Google or like HTC or Samsung right now, like some of these main companies. Um, I guess maybe... Um, you know, virtual reality has came out as a different company, right? That, that that didn't come out of one of those companies, but um, like Oculus, that kind yeah, of yeah, right. No, that's what I'm talking about. Oculus is the only one that's actually like I don't know. It's like cloud. Once I hear the word the cloud anymore, I lose all my interest. It's just it's like sort of like oh, that's gonna be boring. Buzzword. I already, I, I already have a cloud solutions like, and it, like it, it's already integrated pretty great with my phone. Like I can get anything I need on the, right on the cloud. It's right there already done. And like, me. what else could they know. do that would make that be like, oh, that's what my cloud's missing. Damn. No, I know. Like I hope I'm wrong, but like nothing interesting has come out of a small company. Uh, maybe maybe you guys can think of something different. So here, but I can't think of. Here's an idea. It, it's well, it, just a thought. Like I, that makes me think that it might be, it might be something interesting. I, I just went to their net, to the next bit page, and uh, if you go to their like about, um, to their about page, they've gotten money from Google Ventures. So, you know, Google Ventures, Google obviously thinks that they're doing something interesting. Then if you look at their jobs page, like I, I take it back. This is this is software. This is definitely software. They're hiring. Product designer, manager, software engineer, Android software engineer, software engineer for testing, a user experience, rapid prototyper, a visual designer. Like, they are making software. Um, what it does, cloud -based I think, is software? the question. Is it cloud-based? God, I hope, I hope, it, I hope it's cloud-based. Is it cloud -based a cloud-based virtual reality? Hold on. <laughs> it's it's a, a weather app. It's a cloud-based weather app. Yes, yeah, so you, you put the Oculus on, and then like you you, you see the see rain the hitting weather. your face. You, you know it's raining. It. No, it's a cloud-based uh, mobile operating system. It's boom. Huh? Boot to the Shala. cloud. Cloud-based <laughs> mobile operating system with a great weather app pre-installed. There it is. Eric, you you convinced me a little bit. I'm a little, I'm a little more excited now, but. I... I hope it's not just like a better Dropbox or something, you know, like that. <laughs> no, they're, they're, <laughs> like Dropbox with more storage. <laughs> you know? it's like, Their mascot is a sheep, so this could also be a giant <laughs> FU to all of us. <laughs> like, hey, sheep. If you install it, we just completely pwn your phone, sell your that's info, right. and peace What they're going to do is they're going to put all your money in their cloud. That's it. That's, 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 the, that's it's the app. It's a cloud transfer app. We really think you're going to like what we've done here. And it's, it's gone. Then you put your Google Cardboard on, and it's just like them giving you. <laughs> it's like your Google Wallet. It just steals your Google Wallet, punches you in the face, and then jacks your wallet. So, Thanks, so did guys. you guys sign up for this? I I did because no. I'm an idiot, and no. you know, got all, it could have been a phishing scheme for all I care. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I would like to know more. Click. Oh dear. Did did it did it ask you guys for your credit card number? Is that is that <laughs> and okay? password? Did it ask you guys for your password? <laughs> oh, but hey, seriously, did anybody else sign up? 
No, huh? You know, I don't know. Again, again, I haven't been on the show for so long, but I'm feeling a little bit of app cloud fatigue in my life. Like, I, I think I need less of that stuff. Like, I, I need fewer solutions to spend less time learning them. And, like, I, I feel like my life right now is pretty good. Like, everything's backed up in the cloud. I've access to it anywhere I need. I've, I, I don't know. I'm just getting a little bit tired of, like, all these apps and new social. I mean, this is not, this is not social, but it's like I'm just a little bit, um, I'm a little bit tired of a new app. I'm not sure. It's, it's, like, been a, it's been a very long run since Web 2.0. Yeah. Like, we've all been beaten yeah. you know, with, with all this crap for the past 10 years. A marathon, man. A triathlon. I like the comments here. One of them says, I, le- I love whenever CyanGen does stuff like this. I really do. Uh, and then this other one says, the problem is not about how well integrated the cloud is. It's about my data limit per month by my carrier that forces me to keep my music on my phone instead of streaming. Is it a data server? Are they going to make a carrier? Now, that would be cool. <laughs> they've, they've just announced they bought Freedom Pop. Awesome. <laughs> Republic well, Wireless. Let's hope that whatever free- it is, they don't drop support for it after a month. You know? <laughs> That sort of thing. Eric, what is that? I don't even know what that is. Still bitter. This is the so Oppo M1. Angry. Oh, it's the Oppo, yeah. Okay. The first Cyanogen phone. So angry. <laughs> Never forget. Would you say you're more Count. or less angry with the Q than you are with the Oppo? <laughs> like, well, I'm can, infinitely more angry with the Q. Can you rank your levels of anger? This works. The Q. This actually functions. The Q just looks it's awesome. Like it's the just Q, the ooh yeah, and then my Oppo. <laughs> yeah, one. Dust right. check. Uh, okay. Let's see. Phone of the moment for Seth. It's a rumor, possibly some new Moto X plus one. Mm. Uh, some pictures leaking. Uh, it looks just like the Moto X. I guess that's how these things go, if that's to, to me, honestly, the front looks more interesting in the back in that it has front-facing speakers. So that, that is, is my cool. biggest. That is cool, for sure. That camera is you and your front-facing speakers, Nick. Yes. What's with that camera? Do you guys have an idea? Is that? It, it looks pretty big. Rumor has it. Ugly it is. I'll get out. Is that bigger yeah. than the... It is a little. I mean, depending on how what scale well, at least you know what to look is. at, so... <laughs> hmm. Isn't that isn't the Motorola button? Isn't that the power button? Yeah, supposedly uh, it's a power button that Holy may crap, be it... configurable. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> you mean on this one, right? <laughs> so it has all of these sensors on the front. So that's what these you know, this asshats Microsoft paint job on on these pictures shows. Oh, I um, thought he was crossing out names of stuff, <laughs> like censoring it. These, these so little, he didn't get little fired. Circles. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so what what could that be? Like the only thing that I've ever seen use that is um, the Fire Phone to do that weird light know, sensors thing. Yeah, infrared the, sensors. Three D. Yeah, the Fire Phone uses infrared sensors to kind of judge where your face is, and, and so it'll help with the three D parallax effect in its apps or, or the UI. But yeah, I don't know if it's going to be like this, that or not what it's going to do here. Like, the, if you look at the wallpaper on, on the front, it doesn't look like a 3D wallpaper, so. But we're I hope it's not something stupid picture. like that. Gimmicky crap, right? I hope it's something cool. 
or useful. The Moto X is so nice. Like as far as I, I don't know. I like the Moto. Do you X. have one? What are you using now, Seth? I've got the uh, what's your HTC daily? still the one. Oh, nice. But I but like when my aunt and my mom want phones, I told they like they both bought the Moto X. I know of quite a few people, not more yet than have because Samsung me, yeah. devices, but I am noticing a lot more Moto Xs out here locally. So it's a good phone for sure. I'm on my second. I one. hope the X one is good. I hope I, this is still. I mean, you know, I'm I'm sad that Moto Corolla got sold by Google, but. Um, I mean, who knows what's going to happen to the company now? They run sort of a good trajectory. I hope they can keep it up. For Hopefully. some reason, I feel, and it probably won't happen. It's just because it did. But like with the Droid X and then the X2, right? The X2 was just horrendous, and it, it, I, I, I kind of feel like that's where this is going. That the X, the Moto X is awesome. The X Plus One's going to just be crap. I hope not. I don't think it'll be crap. I think, I think it'll be incremental. Um, and I, I don't think that the, I don't think. That the acquisition by Len- by Lenovo is gonna it's gonna mean one thing or another. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest, like they they seem to have been really good with the ThinkPad when they bought uh, when they bought that brand from IBM. Um, you know, most people did not really notice any change whatsoever. So quality wise, you know, if they if they do the same thing they did with uh, the ThinkPad, they're just gonna let Motorola do their thing. They're gonna you know cash the check every month. And um, I, I I I'm looking at this phone thinking that it's you know, it's probably going to be just as good as the Moto X. Um, probably not a reason to upgrade, but if you don't have one and you're looking for a new phone, I feel like it's probably going to be better than most other options you have. One, well, especially if you get it in denim, right? <laughs> right. I yeah. also like that Verizon might be getting an all carbon fiber version because I'm not into the wood back. Like, I kind of like this. I mean, just the regular stock one. It'd be cool to have like a carbon fiber one, I guess. To match my race car, bros. I want mine made of like that human flesh silicon, so it feels like I'm holding. <laughs> I'm gonna bring in my flashlight and be like, "Make me a phone out of this flashlight, please." <laughs> See, that's a great thing about them. I mean, I think that was a good idea. You can make that phone whenever you want. Like, I would totally get the wood. That was my favorite part. You hear that? Fully customizable, Matt. That's what I'm saying. I, I. I I'm surprised that the whole like you know going on their website, the motor maker thing did not catch on you know as much as it you know. I I'm surprised it didn't catch on more. Fully customized. I think that's. So cool. Cool. I think that's... Uh, yeah, like I said, one of my like you know my my mom and my aunt, you know they told me what to buy. I mean they asked me what to buy and I gave it to them and then they had a lot of fun going and picking up their colors and it was um they, they yeah, actually used the motor it. Yeah, totally. That's yeah, they great. Fun. Were they satisfied with it? Like, have they been? They like, yeah, they totally like it. They do. They like the phone a lot. But the Moto Maker yeah. experience. Were they down with that? Yeah, they thought it was fun. Nice. I mean, you know, it's a little bit complicated because, like, you know, there's like that 3D button, and they, they kind of want to spin it around and look at it. But once you sort of walk them through that stuff, it's it, they, they enjoyed it. Um, the the other thing we didn't mention there there he's saying on here that it might possibly be some sensors that work with Moto Alert and the Moto three sixty watch. Have either of you guys messed with Alert yet? I messed with it on here when I set up because my, my my new Moto X. I still need to send the other one back. I keep getting messages. They're like, "We're gonna charge you for it." Javier's gonna be pissed. I know. You said you might our bitch. You say you would bring. But this has that Moto Alert thing on it, and I started setting it up, but then I was like, uh, this is – like, I get what – what what it, I don't live in an area where anything like this is ever going to happen to me. Maybe a mountain lion will it? eat me or something, but 
I'm not getting mugged out here. I'm not getting, you know, kidnapped or anything like that yet. Is this like a panic button? App? But yeah, like, what, so what is you, once alert? you set it up, uh, let's see if you can see that here. There you go. Let see it, that? Let okay, it settle. So I have okay, it it's a giant now. yellow screen. All I have to do is just send an alert. All I have to do now, because when you set it up, you pick your two contacts that you want your alerts to go to. You can have a preset message. And so you can say, meet me. And then it has it has your two people there. Okay. And then you can say where where you're going to meet. So I have my mom and my brother in there for just testing purposes. Uh, so you can say, hey, meet me here. That's fine. The other one is emergency. So you hit that, and it starts the mode. And if you don't cancel it, it will notify them that, yo, there's some, some biz going down. And then the, the third option is follow me. And so you can type a message, and then it will select a time send these people that I have preset. That's the idea of this whole thing is that you don't have to select your contacts because it's all preset. You just got to hit the button and it goes. So it'll send them uh, my location every five minutes or what I specify. And that way people know where you're at in an emergency. This sounds very unuseful. It, Like I said, if you lived in Iran or if you're like a journalist – Maybe in the Middle East. I don't know. It it's helpful <laughs> if you get kidnapped. I guess it's like the Motorola version of Yo, the like Moto it, Yo. It, it it pictures that like that that Yo, follow me. That thing that's gonna happen to you where you're not gonna have time. You're gonna have exactly enough time to grab your phone and hit this button and send out an emergency what? alert and no, hope that somebody gets it. That's You're going like, to have exactly enough time to turn the phone on, unlock it, go to your app drawer. No, because I have face through. unlock set. So all I have to do is look at it. Shut up, <laughs> It's not going to recognize if your face <laughs> just like – I'm in the trunk of a car and – It's like, no, that's not Matt. <laughs> that's not Matt. It's not you. I, I get what it's trying to do, but it, it like it's not very useful for me at all. But I think so they, maybe they, that the program – maybe that's what the button on the back is for of Moto X plus one. Send an you hit alert. the moto button. So instead of drunk dialing people, now we're like drunk emergency alerting people, which is like crying wolf way worse. Because now I'm never going to listen to your alerts. If I get another alert from you, I'm not going to come save you. So, I don't know. It's pointless. Couldn't come save me anyway. That is true. I could not. Don't call me because I can't come save you. Nobody, Nobody can right. save you either, especially in the winter. That is true. That is true. I'll say myself. Uh, let's see. What anything else before we wrap this up? WebOS port coming out named LunaOS. Uh, gonna work on the Nexus Four and our favorite, the touchpad. Woo! Do you remember WebOS? Um, <laughs> I do. I remember it fondly. You like? I think it. I've said before. This is my first. That was my first smartphone. That was well, I, first if you love. don't count the trio, I don't count the trio. That thing was a, a piece of garbage. Um, the first modern smartphone I owned was the Pre, and I really like WebOS, so it's kind of neat that Luna OS, which is the, you know, they, I think it was HP when they bought it fully, they eventually fully open-sourced it before they sold it to LG. Um, kind of so, a dick move. <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, we'll <laughs> sell this to you, hold on. Anybody want this for free first? <laughs> Anybody at all? 
Well, they they promised to do it, so I mean, it was either be be dicks to us or be dicks to LG. So I think For they sure. made the right call. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a touchpad. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so ran that was Android like when we first started this show way back when. It was great. Wasn't that the wasn't that so the touchpad was made by um, HP. It was made by HP, but wasn't it the exact same as some other? The some other it, was, it was almost it was the same as the uh, playbook. Blackberry. Galaxy, the, yeah, playbook. Blackberry. the Blackberry. The Blackberry. Yeah, the Playbook. Gotcha. Yep. Well, the good news is is that my wife has my old Nexus 4, so we're in luck. She's uh. going to hate me when I put Luna OS on it. Huh? And um, huh? and I still have my touchpad somewhere. Well, you still so. have that thing. I sold mine on eBay. <laughs> Did you? No, that that is a piece of history. Huh? So it's, it's going to go in a shadow box one day in my office. Um, huh? But I I think that it's necessary to put Luna OS on it now. Absolutely. And then write up the that butterfly in the screenshot. <laughs> That's good. Hey, stuff. what's going on with BlackBerry? Have they have they done anything in the last year? I don't even, I don't even know. Hey, not really. Whoa, Seth, we don't talk about BlackBerry anymore. <laughs> okay, sorry. I, well, someone Eric brought it up. I was just curious. I haven't heard anything well, from them. A, we don't talk about it, and B, coincidentally, they're not doing much. Let's so, just say... Eric said BlackBerry first. It's fair game. Let's just say <laughs> uh, BlackBerry huh? went to journalism school, went to uh, the Middle East to cover a little journalism, and got captured. Let's just stop. Okay, stop. I'm sorry. No more BlackBerry. <laughs> I think, I think the, the last thing they've done is BlackBerry 10 and you know, no, I don't, BBM, I don't think right? They did the Android apps. BBM it still sucks. For Android and everything. Mm-hmm. Which also sucks. And still nobody's buying their crappy phones. Right. Cool. It, who's who's the guy that... Is it Chris Miller? Like, who's who's the, yeah, uh, who's yeah, the BlackBerry totally. lover? Yeah, it was. Is. I don't know if he's still Chris, you're is. probably not listening, but come on. Let, let us... Come on to the show and let's ridicule you. Come on. <laughs> you want to do it. I just—it's um, amusing how it gets defended. I I like that. Which some people were all in on it because they had to be, because their jobs made them be. <laughs> well, their jobs didn't make. Well, their jobs didn't necessarily make them. At it was first. the only option they had. It was Windows Mobile, right. Or it was BlackBerry. So see, I was on the Windows yeah. Mobile side of that back in the day. So I also had some pain. <laughs> Yeah. You had a lot more pain. Well, like how you don't, start con- menu? you don't consider the Treo your first smartphone? I don't really consider my XD6700 my first smartphone, even though it was. Mm-hmm. But sure. It was, it was more like a, you know, got its GED, didn't go to college phone. Like really? It's not, I didn't even it's think it really. passed the GED test. I'd say it's, <laughs> it's, it's hoping that McDonald's starts paying 15 an hour minimum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, before um, we offend anybody else, uh, we should mention this was kind of interesting on Fandroid. The Android Wear updates, uh, getting a, a promise from Google to update Android Wear uh, often and early. Uh, Fandroid has a little roadmap here outlined of what's what's going on with that. So I don't know. None of us have Wear, really, except for Eric. How's that? <laughs> what... I notice it's not on your wrist, <laughs> so that's a that's a sign, huh? It's sitting on. It's charging. Oh yeah. How I'm warm not is wear it? it? Is that hot? Oh here, hold on. Let me let me put the cradle on my arm. No, the watch, you smartass. Like, is does that yeah, thing get charging. hot on your arm? Does it get hot on my arm? Yes, no. on your wrist. 
Does it get hot? Negative. Does it boil your not blood? hot? No. Okay. Musfrio. No, does, it's it's not hot. Does it do anything? It's like, well, you playing the band... birds. What? No. Okay. No. It it's actually now that I installed Music Boss on it, it's nice. It's it's more useful than the Pebble was. Um, and it's it's cool getting you know getting the um, getting the notifications and the fact that it works similar to how Google Glass works. With like really good voice recognition, so like, I was in I was in an airport lounge when I was on a work trip maybe about a month ago, and my phone was you know there's very few places to charge in this place, so my phone was maybe ten feet away from me, plugged into the wall, um, but I was having a hangouts conversation with somebody um, through the watch, which was which was nice. It wasn't it was not a bad experience. So was I know that's experience? that's like an everyday. Scenario for most people, but I thought it was pretty cool. I would feel just like Penny and Brain on Inspector Gadget if I did that. I don't know. Do, 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 do. <sighs> yeah. Sony. Um, did you guys see the new Sony thing? No. Ooh, Jinx. J- Jinx, Shit. Matt. Um, it. So it's the. It's similar to those uh, NFC um, lenses that we were seeing last year. Um, yeah. But what I, the reason why I put it in the dock is what's cool is that this is not actually a lens anymore. You're just buying like an NFC base. Um, it, I, I think it's NFC. It could be Bluetooth four now, but you're just getting the base, and it is E-mount compatible. So if you have a Sony um, camera, like a real camera, um, like my wife has a Sony a Sony Alpha camera, I could take her lenses, and I could attach them to my phone, and you know we could. We could take pictures with that. This is, I think this is genius. Pure genius. So you can turn any of your Sony smartphones into a really high-end camera, essentially? Pretty much. And I, Eric, I don't even that... know that it has to be Sony, does Eric, it? how does this sensor work? Like, what? Bluetooth, bro. Bluetooth. <laughs> what sensor is actually capturing that? Because, you know, the... I mean, the lens is just the lens, right? There's not you need a sensor in addition to the lens. Um, so, I, so what, what sensor? I mean, you, is, is there a sensor? No, I what mean I mean is, is the sensor on the on the Bluetooth thing, or is the sense is it using your camera sensor? I mean, it can't be using your camera sensor, right? It has to be using. I'm just getting a little bit confused. Well, and and this is only this is only a leak. Um, it's supposed to it's supposed to be a fully announced. Um, Probably uh, IFA, so we we may hear more um, tomorrow. But yeah, I'm not sure. It's possible that like if you look at the um, if you look at the actual mount itself, um, yeah, the sensor, there's a sensor in there. Yeah, the pre the previous QX10 and QX100 they had sensors in there, and it just it would pair with your smartphone, and you know the pictures would essentially stream through through Bluetooth. So they're so. basically just creating a camera without all the without all the buttons and controls camera and all the body. Yeah. Your body. Yeah. It's just because it, it's still got the sensor, but then you just plug in the lenses and then Bluetooth attach your phone. And you control it with an app on your phone. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm do not quite so? sold on that yet. What, I like what the idea. Um, 
I'm trying to think how you're gonna hold it. It'd be a whole new. I'm also trying to think of you know a phone. Phone is gonna be yeah. I mean, kind of, but it's not. You're not. You're not gonna get the same. The phone becomes the body at that point, except it's mad back heavy, right? Because you have this giant lens sensor sticking. Well, wouldn't the the phone just be in your pocket? The other thing, because on the one hand, because you know, right here, like then how do you you see what DSLR? I had I know how all the buttons to you know I can throw my shutter speed or my aperture open. I, I don't even have to look out. But if I've got this thing, I've got this thing in one hand, my phone in the other hand. No, it attaches. And I'm trying to adjust the shutter speed as I'm. It attaches, and you just talk to so it. it. You're like, it okay, camera. To my phone. Okay. Okay, Sony camera. It's like a, take a picture and make it look good, and then it does it. That's gonna be weighted horribly. That's gonna be right? really weird. That's what I keep thinking is that like that look the, just from the picture. That and who knows if that's even a real, but it looks like it's like here's your phone, and then here's like eight pounds hanging off the back of it. <laughs> it's just like I'm gonna drop it, it's gonna nosedive and then completely explode. I mean, Eric, I'm intrigued. It just seems like it's trying to mix two different forms that aren't right. Like, for instance, I think Nokia's solution is a lot more interesting than this one. You're like Nokia, where they just make this massive. Um, sensor and you know uh, that seems far more interesting to me and I actually can have it in my phone rather than my phone plus I'm carrying a big lens. If I'm going to carry a big lens, I'm just going to carry my DSLR. But Seth, DSLR. too, you got to I mean, remember, far more functional than this is. It's not all one or the other, right? If you have a good sensor, you need a good lens, or vice versa. You can have a great lens, but if your sensor's crappy, so I think you need both. You need. Like how the Nokia thing, they just put a giant sensor in there. The lens is still meh, you know, mediocre, or it's decent, I'm sure, but it's not, like, great. This has a great lens with a great sensor. But then it, yeah, it's all weighted weird. It's possible that, it's possible that my my use case is, is very weird and outlandish, but the fact that, you know, my wife has the nice camera. Um, you know, she uses it for, for her artwork and stuff. Um, but... It would be nice if I could make you know make some use of these really expensive you know lenses that go with her camera, and that's what I like is that you don't have to own two two you know separate cameras. I can have my phone, but you know for if we're going on a national vacation, um, you know where I want to take nice pictures too, I can you know I can grab you know a macro lens if she's doing you know just regular thirty five millimeter like you know what I mean like. It, you I can hear you. That same stuff. I hear you, but then it's still like the. It looks like the sensor is going to cost five, six hundred bucks for this, right? Isn't that what they said? Oh, it's big bucks. Is it? I don't know if it's that big oh, bucks. Yeah, they said this it, no, four hundred for the body only is what they said. They're getting well, no, no, the five. Yeah, it's four hundred for the body. The lens is the normal price. Yeah, the lens because you already own the lens, so but still you have to buy four hundred dollar body. You can get a pretty good yeah. camera for four hundred bucks. But then that I mean, defeats you could spend the purpose. another three hundred and get a really nice Sony, you know, mirrorless DSLR. But right. that's completely that's... it defeats the purpose of having the best camera as the one I have because you're gonna pull out your phone and then you're gonna be like, oh crap, I gotta pull out my lens and my tripod, and then it's gone. <laughs> right, just take the picture with your phone, let Google auto awesome it, and be done, and save six hundred bucks. I mean, Eric, let's this not. Go ahead, this is why I think that. You know those handheld little cameras are going away. Maybe that's not fair because you know they still make some really good ones, but it seems like you know we're either going to be moving towards DSLR or, or you know mirrorless cameras, 
and then our phones, right? We'll have two separate things. And this seems like it's trying to unite them in a way that I, I don't understand. But No, I, I was really excited about this, and now I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh-oh. Uh? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's neat I think it's neat technology but you may be right like it it and definitely the I agree with you guys on the whole waiting thing because it you know at least with cameras like you can have like they have you know things for straps and you can hang it and it's sort of designed in a way that it's even if it's weighted very heavily at the front you know the back is you know shaped so that way it it reduces that but this is just you know. It's just a phone. It's but thinner no, than any of the Sony, even the mirrorless cameras. No, Eric, let's think about it. It's a totally separate use case, though. Like, this is interesting. You know, we're, we're places where, like, if you want to hold your thing way up high and then take a, you know what I mean? Like, you could never get your face up there, but you could still see on your phone through the lens finder. You mean, that, that's something like that could be interesting for taking certain types of pictures that you couldn't do you with could a, do that with with a GoPro, DSLR. though, can't you? With the What's GoPro... That? You could do that with the GoPro. You have the GoPro app on your phone. You have your GoPro on a stick. Yeah, but then back to Eric, though. The, but GoPro is not taking, you know, these well, lenses. right, right. Lenses. Sure. If you wanted to take a nice camera with a nice lens, a nice photo with a nice lens, in sort of ways that you couldn't do otherwise, um, this could be a really interesting way to do that. It might work, but that would be dependent on it implementing, I think, Bluetooth versus NFC, because the way that the current ones work is that it has to, to actually be up against your phone. Oh, yeah, that won't work. Yeah. Uh, no, I think this has to be Bluetooth. Although uh, maybe it can't send, you know, can it send, how, how much information can Bluetooth send? Can it send a 16 megabyte not, raw file? And not instantaneously. A second? No. No. Have you tried to send files between phones? It's not very fast. I mean, it's, so that it's, could be a problem. The man. new version is faster, but it's not like I'm not using it to send myself. They, you know, because I mean, you know, these files. If you're taking a can, if you're taking a, I don't know what what is the megapixel of that sensor. I don't. I mean, I don't even know what that sensor is. But if you're shooting with five, six hundred dollar lenses, you're going to be shooting probably, you know, a ten megabyte raw file. Two point one megabits. Like is that right? Oh well, then that's two point one megapixels. That's not no be, Bluetooth. Be, will, do the throughput, the practical data transfer rate is two point one megabits of Bluetooth. That's oh, per second. The, the enhanced data um, rate, right? Bluetooth four can this get up is, to twenty five megabits. Can it? Looks like up yeah. to so what is the it. practical transfer rate? Like three, five. <laughs> if it's using Wi-Fi Direct, it could be two hundred. It's up well, to then it's not Bluetooth, so, is it, Eric? Yeah, it's Wi-Fi. Using Wi-Fi Direct. <laughs> then it's Wi-Fi. That's not. Does that suck Bluetooth. on a lot of data? I mean, does that yeah. suck on a lot of no, battery? could you please turn on my Wi-Fi antenna and my Bluetooth antenna, and let's really get this <laughs> file sent? You know. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Matt. This is this is what it's going to take, so we're going to do it. Okay. No, that's good. Sit, and then sit back. Hit your hit your panic button if you're feeling. No, Eric, I can't wait to see all of these amazing high-definition pictures you take on my crappy little laptop screen. (laughs) We'll really appreciate them. Won't that be nice? All right. Anything else? I think that's it. Is that it? 
We are. I think, we've, I think we beat this one to death. We are well over our time. Seth, it's been amazing having you back. You should uh, fun being back, guys. try and make some sure, time sure. to join us every now and again. Yeah, no, I'll try to get back on now and then. I mean, I'm just starting my teaching season now, so my, well, but I don't know teach Tuesday night, so we'll see. Nice. Yeah. Right on. Eric, where can Seth email us at? If Seth wants to tell us he's joining the show, he can email us at show at attackoftheandroids.com. Fantastic. Attackoftheandroids.com, that's our site. You can listen to us on Stitcher. I noticed Stitcher started retweeting our when it, it's in. That's kind of cool. Uh, and then, yeah, of course, really? Facebook page, Twitter account, Google+. Plus obviously, and uh, the YouTube thing there. So check it out, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Eric, I can't wait to see your show notes this episode. They're going to be disappointing. Have a great week. I can't live up to the hype. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. And girls. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. You can join us every week at www.attackoftheandroids.com slash live.